Well, my name is Father Bob Camuso. I'm a retired priest of the Archdiocese of Seattle, which means I'm no longer a pastor and I don't go to meetings anymore. <laughs> so I get on my donkey and go from village to village helping out folks like Father Mark, who's not here, and I'm helping him this weekend. So it's a joy to be here, and last night's uh, community, I'm sure, is the same as this one. This community is very vital and full of life, and I'm very impressed. I don't see that very often, and I'm very pleased to see that here at St. Nicholas, to be part of that today. I wonder how many of us here this morning have ever been so frustrated with life that the thought of being with Jesus in heaven made us feel so much better than being here on earth. Have any of you ever had that thought? I remember thinking like that during a difficult time in my life when I was a young adult. As I imagined the idea of leaving this life, I recall feeling a sense of peace and relief. It occurred to me that being with Jesus in heaven, if I got there, would be so much better than to live with the problems that I faced at that time. Well, St. Paul has a similar thought in our second reading for today. From a prison cell where he faces death by execution, he writes to the Philippians, I long to depart this life and to be with Christ, for that is far better. I suspect that there have been moments when many of us have felt the same way. For someone here this morning, just the thought of being with Jesus in heaven and leaving behind your problems and fears may offer a moment of comfort and release from the situation you now face. Although St. Paul appears to feel that way from what he writes in his letter, he continues his feeling he counters his feelings with resolve that there is more fruitful labor for him to accomplish on earth. He sees that to remain in the flesh will be of some benefit to a promising Christian movement and surely to those who love him. Well, the same, of course, is true for each of us. No matter what challenge we might face, there is still fruitful labor to accomplish. And no matter what our suffering, our life can continue to benefit our community and those we love. Now, whether we believe that or not, it is true. Because even if we were confined to a bed in a nursing home and had to be that way for the rest of our life, or our time to live was limited because of illness or disease, we would still have a purpose we would still have potential to do fruitful work for God, which could be accomplished through prayer, because prayer opens the heart of God to do what we cannot do. Cardinal Sin of the Philippines said this about prayer, prayer is God's weakness, is God's weakness and our strength, for God cannot resist prayer. Prayer is God's weakness and our strength, for God cannot resist prayer. Having been with people who were about to die, I found in many of them a firmness to hold on 
to the idea of a miracle, despite being told that they only had maybe a few weeks or even days to live. At the same time, many of them held tightly to their hope for eternal life, to be with Jesus and to be with their loved ones who've gone before them, their parents or grandparents, brothers, sisters, uncles and aunts, and friends. They had not lost hope to remain alive, yet they were willing to accept without fear whatever God had prepared for them. Pope Benedict XVI, before he resigned from office as Pope, said the following, we must pray to find the grace to accept without fear or bitterness to leave this world at the hour chosen by God. We must pray to find the grace to accept without fear or bitterness to leave this world at the hour chosen by God. Again, though we might be close to death, we still have a purpose. Our purpose may be to pray for others. Our purpose might be to model for our family and friends who will be watching us closely at the time of our death, the hour before our death or days, to let them know that there's nothing to fear about death, and nothing about suffering that will be made lighter by anxiety and fear. My paternal grandmother, a devout Catholic, lived to do God's will, giving birth to and raising 10 children. My father was the youngest. She died in peace with a smile on her face. I don't believe my faith in God will ever be greater than hers. And what a model she has been for me and others in my family when it comes to faith and trust in Jesus at the time of death. Billy Graham said that the greatest legacy one can pass on to one's children and grandchildren is not money or other material things accumulated in one's life, but rather a legacy of character and faith. The greatest legacy you can pass on to your children and grandchildren is not money or other material things accumulated in your life but rather a legacy of character and faith. Well, I believe the best way to leave a legacy of faith in God is to be a model of faith by seeking to know, to love, and to serve God each day. It rubs off. And it is never too late in life to start doing that, to make our lives more fruitful and to prepare us for heaven. In our gospel lesson for this morning, Jesus tells us the story of workers who arrive early at a vineyard and some who arrive at the last hour when there's still work to be done. And each gets the same pay. The point of the story is that even if we finally come to do God's work at the last hour of life on this earth, God's purpose for us will be completely fulfilled and will be rewarded as the same as though as those who did God's work, work their entire life. But why wait for the last hour? Why not live the abundant life Jesus says he came to provide for us today? Not physical or material 
prosperity, but a deep sense of fulfillment and purpose that exists in a relationship with God and God's church. In today's second reading, St. Paul tells us how we might realize such fulfillment and purpose through Christ. For me, Paul writes, life is Christ. Paul expanded on that in another letter when he wrote that whoever is in Christ is a new creation. What Paul means by being in Christ is that as more of our mind, heart, and spirit are merged into the love of God through Jesus, we find greater freedom from sin, from disordered obsessions and addictions, and from being taken in by the troubles of this world. The more we are in Christ, the more we will discover the joy of heaven that is here on earth. Let us pray then when we face tough times, such as Paul faced in prison, when he wrote that he longed to be with Christ in heaven, we continue to do God's work for the benefit of others before Jesus finally welcomes us to our eternal home in heaven, where the abundant life that Jesus promised is in its most joyful form and will be fulfilled.